market than any year before and interest rates are on the rise. Hey, Consumer News Today is the real estate market in for another month. Refinancing is at an all-time high. How can you determine if a refi is the right option for you? When you need the facts, you need to go to the source. And now, from Eastern Montana's number one mortgage lender, it's the Montana Mortgage Show. And welcome to the Montana Mortgage Show. I am your host, Angel Viren, and I have Kyle in the studio today. Hi, Angel. For some reason, Tucker's playing hooky. He's here late. I so know. Waiting for him. We're going to razz him a little bit. He texted bit. me and said he was on the way. So now now he's just going to be in the dark when he gets on the show. Yeah, okay. which is always fun. I love Tucker <laughs> in the dark. It's always fun. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he generally thinks he's in the dark anyways all the time. So it's just it's better that way. There so, you go. Yeah, that's right. Well, hey, it's fall time. It is. Took a couple weeks, well, about a week break, I guess, from the show as far as recording a brand new one. And uh, we got a lot going on. Um, I know there's a lot of things happening at Keystone Mortgage uh, that are going to be coming out here soon that are uh, pretty big advantages for people in this yeah. area. So. Actually, we've already launched our uh, hybrid. We are now a hybrid of a bank and a broker. So we have all the benefits of a broker with the power of a bank now. Dang. So, Yeah. Wow. So we are we are both. Uh, when people say, you know, don't go to a bank, and then they say don't go to a broker, come to somebody who's both. And you guys can just do it all then. We can do it all. Wow. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you this, or let me tell you, let me ask you this. What are some advantages that people have? Let's say, find this home, I want to finance it, try to go get a mortgage. What kind of an advantage do they have loaning from you as opposed to a bank? Well, the advantages come into the fact that um, we just have a wider variety of programs. A bank just has what a bank has. They have their one box of mortgage products and programs. They have their one underwriter, and, and if they like you, great, and if not, then then uh, it's a little difficult. Here um, he comes. He's coming in late. We already <laughs> started the show, man. We said, we, we said you're going to be in the dark. This is where my sunglasses have been. Have you been looking Are for you your gonna sunglasses? Are you going to blame that on the reason why you're late? <laughs> Tucker <laughs> finds his sunglasses, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> well, we... Turn my mic on. There, there we go. go. I shouldn't turn your mic on, but that's okay. I'm excited. <laughs> what am I here to learn today? We just started, so it's perfect. perfect. Uh, they just... There's a big deal that just happened at Keystone Mortgage, and uh-huh. now Keystone can loan their own money like a bank. So now you don't even have to go to a bank. You can just get money wow. straight from Keystone. Right. So, so we are a hybrid of a broker and a bank. So we have all the benefits of a broker with the power of a bank. Wow. And I just asked her, what are the advantages of going to her to, to get a loan rather than going That's to a bank? That's amazing. Less mm-hmm. red tape probably even, yep. right? Yeah. Less forms that we have to fill out and less red tape. Man. And we're the lender. So, um, you know, we're not placing you with another lender and stuff like that. Um, we do know what lender that we're going to pull you and sell you to, mm-hmm. which is what everybody does. Everybody pulls their loans and resells their loans and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we already, we already will know that, which most um, which most banks don't. So we'll have that yeah. advantage too because we have the hybrid option. Mm-hmm. So getting back to the bank thing, why why is it that banks only have like one program to fit you into? I mean, like why aren't banks diverse as well? I mean, that's They're what not they do. At all. Yeah, yeah, why? Like why aren't uh, they evolving? Do you uh, think? They don't have to. Okay. Because people walk through their doors every single day and they don't have to be diversified. Mm. Yeah. You either fit in their box or you don't and they do just fine gotcha. regardless whether they can help you or not. Gotcha. That's true. So, they they will sit and let years pass when they have a motivated 
client too and just right. nothing happens. Right, <laughs> right. Doesn't really matter to them. It really doesn't, man. Well, yeah. they, they work on salaries and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, if they close a deal, great. And if they don't close the deal, it, it doesn't affect them at all. Where our loan officers all work off commission and stuff. So that kind of gives them that extra little incentive to get your deal done and get it done in a timely manner and make sure that uh, they're figuring out your file for you, for so sure. Does th this kind of pushes you guys further into the commercial market, too. Yeah, this is just for residential. I was just, just going to ask. That. Cool. So it's residential. Our co our commercial <laughs> is is that it's already fantastic. Yeah. We have like a hundred different commercial lenders. Gotcha. Um, we have uh, we're working on a hotel right now that um, they that we actually flew in a hotel specialty appraiser wow. to come in and appraise really? it. Yeah. <laughs> is it a Holiday yeah. Inn? Uh, it's the Western Inn. Oh, so it's not so, the one I'm thinking of. Nope. Cool. Big moves so, happening, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the wow. one right downtown here. So, nice. um, but you know, because the the realtors around or the appraisers around town and everything, you know, they might and they might appraise a hotel once in a blue moon, you know. So True. we uh, flew in an actual. Uh, that's all this person does. That's is a big just deal. Goes all over the U.S. and appraises <laughs> hotels. That's mm -hmm. got to be enormous. Deal. It gives a client a it gives a client an upper hand because yeah. they're yeah. dealing with an appraiser True. who knows the hotel industry inside mm -hmm. and out. Um, doesn't have to guess or estimate or anything like that and can give a real true blue good thorough evaluation on that hotel. That's crucial. How long does it take at a, a hotel? Like how long were they in town for? How long does it take to appraise a hotel? Well, they ask for a checklist of information, um, and then they come in and they do an on-site on-site inspection and mm. the on-site inspection was like a half a day really so i think she showed up at noon and left at four or five jeez well that's not bad so mm -mm. i expected it to be a much bigger yeah, deal she than sent that. a checklist before so we got her all that information and everything and then you know she's asked a few follow-up questions and stuff but uh but she's very thorough very good and she just specializes in doing nothing but evaluating hotels <laughs> cool that's pretty cool. You mm -hmm. that is. doing that too. It's crucial. Fun. It's crucial to bring a specialized person in on that because oh, yeah. I mean, when you get when somebody in the local market that's like, oh, it's probably worth you know <laughs> yeah. eight hundred thousand. Yeah, how like, do you wait, do that? Wait, wait, wait. No, yeah. it's worth one point seven five. And that's a big enough <laughs> number that you know a hundred thousand isn't that much of a difference, but it is on it's the bottom huge line. Huge you know? on the bottom line. Yeah. It's huge, especially when we're talking about um, this loan is is uh, you know quite substantial. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and he he wants every penny of equity. That that he has. And yeah. so he's at, he was actually pretty impressed. He said the last appraisals he has gotten um, didn't stack up to anything we're doing for him. Wow. So, nice. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's and big And the deal. cost was half. So wow. we flew somebody in. We're getting a full appraisal and the cost was half of what the banks of what the banks are charging. I believe it, man. So I so believe it. it it's less fees in the origination fee alone. Not being in there is a big mm -hmm. deal because that's mm -hmm. big for commercial. Yep. Commercial is a completely different beast. So uh, basically everything that we've talked about uh, as far as fees and all of that kind of stuff, it commercial is just completely different. So sometimes there's fees, sometimes there's not fees. Um, you know, sometimes there, there might be an admin fee on one, but there's not an admin fee on the other one. Hmm. It just depends on the lender that we go with. And like I said, I, we have a, over a hundred different lenders nice. because commercial lenders are property specific where residential lenders are program specific. Mm. So we have, um, you know, like 
20 so lenders that just lend on hotels. That's, that's what they understand. That's what they know inside and out. That's what they are used to evaluating and um, evaluating for risk and everything like that. We have lenders that only lend on storage units. They know inside and out how, how storage units work. We have lenders that only lend on strip malls or mini malls or, you know, so I didn't realize it was niche like Is there it's a restaurant-specific yep. even, or does that fall in the strip center guy? Nope. The, there's restaurant-specific that only want to lend to bars and restaurants. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So they do, uh, sorry, uh, they do appraisals for owners that own their property and operate a restaurant inside of it. Uh, or they can do appraisals Appraisal, on, the, the on the business and stuff, oh, cool. too. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yep. And and we've done commercial loans with no appraisal at all. Wow. So they've just completely waived the appraisal. Wow. Because of the data that they were able to gather on the property. Interesting. Or on the business. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge thing, too, to yeah, be able no to waive a $5,000 appraisal are you, for somebody. Do, are you able to do your own loan on your stuff? Mm-hmm. You are. I did my own loan. That's awesome. When I bought my commercial building, I actually... <laughs> That's, the way to do it. That's so awesome. Yeah, I actually went out and found all my own financing. I got a um, fixed four and a quarter commercial loan. Wow. And I also got... Um, I did a, a basically a 90% first and a 10% second. So I did 100% commercial financing. Wow. Which is unheard of. Dang. It just makes sense since you know how to get the financing and mm-hmm. at a very profitable rate, you know, to do mm-hmm. these deals when they come across... The the right ones come across your desk. It's like, mm-hmm. just do it. <laughs> yep. That's powerful stuff. That I is, mean, man. It's, it's yeah. uh, at a 4%. That's like I did a loan for a daycare. We waived the appraisal completely. We actually did 100% financing. So she brought, she had her 10% down. So she brought in her down payment, but then we basically gave her that 10% back to do improvements on the building. We're so walking somebody through a salon a here in the mm-hmm. next couple of days. So if they need financing, that is exactly. we'll send them to Angel. Right. And mm-hmm. it'll just be a done deal. That's exactly mm-hmm. Like, right. I don't know if I can give... Like, you will. Just call You it. will. <laughs> you will. Relax. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and that just... That, that puts everybody in a winning out. advantage. That actually, like, <clears throat> if you're showing, like, a, a salon, it's a $40,000 salon. It's not much, you know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. these people have never went and got commercial financing, so they... Right. That's such a holdup for them where they're just like, I can't do that. Yeah, you know, I it's can't like do that. actually well, it's a car payment, you could. Right. And walking into you know, I, I I've walked into a bank before and brought had my little file of paperwork and sat in front of a banker and have just been like, you know, back in the day and just been like Okay, here's my stuff. They're a little bit like, degrading, please, man. Please don't tear me apart. I mean, I know I have great credit and income and everything, but when I was trying to buy my commercial building, I was told, oh, you're a woman, business owner, which means you're a minority, which means people will just throw money at you. What? Not the case. Mm. <laughs> Not the case <laughs> At all. I went to every single bank in town and I got the same raw deal from every single one of them. Mm. And um, they were all the same across the board. And so they I would was just do like, it, but at a bad interest Yeah, so rate. they would do it. So, But the interest rate was higher. The mm. down payment was higher. Like mm. it was just such a, here's the one box we have for every yep. single yeah. loan in town. You yeah. fit in it or you don't. I know a female business owner going through that right now. And exact so, same thing. Um, with me, they, they just point me to the direction of the SBA and they're like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's that's your SBA one is a it's super a costly loan. It is. Too. Uh, I know. And it's, I have to super send costly. them uh, P&Ls, updated P&Ls every month, not even quarterly. It's ridiculous. I don't do that. It's crazy. I have an SBA loan. I don't do 
Really? I wonder if it's just a case specific. Because <laughs> my banker is now working from home uh, because of family reasons, and, and she's once a month, you know, I got to send over. I swear, tax returns is more than quarterly, do, too. I've do sent you? all it. My accountant, Lisa Woods, has told me, she's like, this is not regular. No. I don't know do you have an SBA loan? This. Yeah. Oh. Uh, a line of credit. Oh, line of credit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And no. So you have it's to send a, your banker it's just monthly a PNLs? It's $20,000 line of credit. It's not a big one. Really? Yeah. Holy I know. God. I'm like, this is om- it's not like it's max or anything. Yeah. It's like, this is almost not even worth it. I should just pay this off and get you guys out of my business. Man. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. again, when I'm doing things, I mean, it's it's nice to have. It's not a Which, lot, though. You do something similar, right, with a blue sky. Yeah, we have blue thing, sky lending right? and stuff blue, like that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. What's Blue Sky? Uh, operating capital. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That is valuable to have, man, because like me and Kyle talk about it all the time. There's like points in time, which you'll learn in the bar industry, where mm-hmm. the one-year spectrum's not looking good for cash, but you know if you can just Make it past like another storm, couple of months, yeah. You're going to make a ton of money in the three-year spectrum. Just because the first year's bad doesn't mean the second, third year aren't going to be extremely profitable. Right. So that is, that blue sky stuff is when it's like crucial. Right. Keep those doors open without, if you're tapping into your personal funds too, that stresses a business out because you're walking in there with a different feeling towards it day in and day out. But if you have like a line or something, mm-hmm. it's just so much easier, man. Yeah. So much easier. Yeah, they call that an operating uh, that's legit. operating line. Mm-hmm. That's I think almost all businesses should have right. one to some extent. Right. So. Yeah. No. That's su- that's super profitable and and good. Um. So something I, we you and I always talk about this. Uh, Angel. Every season, I always like to ask. Give Ew, us, are we getting back to our original topic? Yes. I'm getting sorry. back to our Tucker original topic. That's all right. It's all derailed good. us. Uh, well, you know, that was an important thing, though. We thought we were going to derail him. We did. <laughs> here he I came in and still derailed just, us. I have yep. good energy today. You so do I, have good I need energy to quiet today. Down. <laughs> no, no, don't quiet down. All right. So originally, what I was wanting to ask is, you know, going into the holiday season like this, Thanksgiving honestly is right around the corner. Um, is like the holidays a good time to be looking for a house or no? Or is it kind of just up in the air? It depends. Like, like what, what, I'm um, sure some people out there wonder. The that. holiday season kind of turns into more of a buyer's market than a seller's market. Mm. Um, because people especially, and I would say it's not more of a holiday thing. It's more of a school year oh, thing. Really? Um, school years affect whether people want to sell and move more than the holidays do. Mm. The holidays are a day or two. Yeah. I mean, sense. people decorate for Christmas and this and that and everything. But if they want to buy a house, they're going to picture their Christmas tree in that new house if they mm. can close by point. that time. Does the weather affect so, the patterns at all? Some people, you the know, are just like, oh, we don't want to, you know, um, buy a house when it's snowing and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, honestly, we live <laughs> in know. a in a town where if you don't like the weather, wait five <laughs> minutes, should, it'll yeah, change. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we could have 70 degrees on a Friday. Feb- in February. Right. And then Saturday, we could get dumped on with 12 inches. True. So, I mean, so I think that... Yes and no, as far as like holidays and weather and stuff like that. I, I think the school thing is the biggest factor on why it slows <laughs> down from September to April ish. I'd never gotcha. thought that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because people don't want to move their kids. Yeah. They don't that makes want sense. to move schools. Yeah. Um, if they're going to move a school, they're going to want to wait until either the end of a semester or the end of the year. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people that, um, you know, they want to. They want to buy a house, but they don't want to close until, you know, the end of May because 
They don't want to move their kids early. They don't want to move their kids sooner than they have to. They don't want to interrupt that school year. They don't want to, you know, it's a lot easier for a kid to go into a new school the first day of school than it is halfway through school. Mm -hmm. So, and it interrupts their education and everything else. So I would say that the school factor is a bigger factor than Thanksgiving or Christmas or any of those kinds of things. Well, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cool. So you have like a thermometer right now internally of like what the market's looking like right now heading into fall slash winter here for billings at least um here in billings that the market has been pretty flat this year um, because of higher interest rates um is attributing to the market slowing down um the higher the rate the higher the payment on the lower house Mm. uh the lower house purchase price so where a year ago for a thousand dollars you could buy a hundred fifty thousand dollar house well now a hundred a thousand dollar a month payment is going to be more like a hundred forty thousand dollar house no kidding so you know those (laughs) higher rates are curbing um how many houses are being bought and with that then it also curbs how many houses are sold and then those people aren't selling as fast so they're not re you know reinvesting that money and buying more houses and and it's just not as crazy as it has been in the last couple of years do huh. i think that we're going to head for a decline or anything like that no not necessarily because billings isn't a huge um inflation market yeah. um bozeman is um whitefish kalispell area is more of those mm-hmm. resort towns mm-hmm. are they bubble burst yep. drop mm-hmm. and then build again um Billings is kind of just, uh, you know, we have steady growth. So as long as we, you know, as long as the the city keeps doing their their job and getting, you know, the commerce coming in and all of that kind of stuff, you know, we should still stay steady. Um, But are we selling as many houses as we did at this time last year? Absolutely not. Our wow. year to date is way down. Mm-hmm. Wow. I would, mm-hmm. have, I would have not guessed that, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. me either. Because it seems like a pretty, you know, busy market right now, but... That's just perception. So That's just perception, yeah. yeah. So, and home inspections, man, we are having so many home inspections fail lately. Mm. So, it's been kind of crazy. So, we had really? two pull out today because of home inspections. Interesting. So, sellers need to really know that buyers are educating themselves. Yep. Um, and if you have a panel that's out of date or can't be insured or something like that, an electrical panel, you might as well just Lose get that fat fix now. It's a $1,500 fix approximately, just depending on your panel. Yeah. And uh, if it turns a buyer off, it turns a buyer off. and right. it, Save you a lot of time. I'll tell you, electrical panels are one of the number one things that turn buyers off. Are they? Wow. Peeling paint, peel, peel, <laughs> people yeah. will deal with that. Yeah. Um, a little leaky faucet, people will deal with that. The thought of their house burning down mm. in the middle of the night because of a faulty control panel or electrical panel is something that scares off a lot of buyers. And it should. I think that's a really good point you make, though, especially in the day that we live today. Today's consumer in 2019, just across the board, is a more educated consumer. Just because there's so much information at our fingertips now. Mm -hmm. You know, or like, for example, just like the Montana Mortgage Show, I mean, a podcast that people can just download and listen. That wasn't available. Well, and this type of stuff wasn't available 10 years ago. We hear so much more. We are are a consumer of information these days. Mm -hmm. And we are being fed so much information, regardless of whether it's a 
news flash that comes across Facebook of, you know, house fire because of faulty electric, mm-hmm. you know, things like that stick in your mind, especially when you go to buy a they house, do. then you're just like, right. okay, I want to buy a house. This I'll is a big, you know, this is the biggest investment of my life because, you know, we're not, we're not Trump status. We don't buy and sell real estate every single day of the week, you know? Yeah. And so, um, you know, usually it's the person's biggest investment that they're going to make in their entire life. Plus it's their home. That's where your home is where your heart is, you know? You're right. And so, um, you know, people remember those things. It flashes through their minds as they're going, okay, I want to buy a house, but I don't want my house to burn down in the middle of the night. I want good electric. I want this. They're like, there's certain things that people just will not budge on. Um, And we replaced our electrical panel, uh, in our, uh, one of our houses, uh, that we were living in, a, like two, maybe three years ago or so. Um, and I replaced it specifically because not because anything was going wrong or anything like that, but, um, we had one breaker that was, uh, kept tripping and stuff like that. Well, it was a bad breaker. And the electrician that came in, they said, this panel is discontinued because they do have problems with the breakers. Mm. Now your house hasn't had problems in this, however many years and everything. And I can get this breaker, but just so you know, these are being discontinued. So, you know, you wait another couple years and you have another breaker go out. You may not be able to get another breaker. And so I was just like, how much is this breaker? And it, yeah. you know, it was like a couple hundred bucks. And I was like, how much is replacing the whole panel? And he's like, 1500. I was like, just replace a whole panel. Yeah. Like, let's just not even, let's not even worry about if it. If you're selling a house, you might as well, if it's really stressing you out that much, the 1500, just put it onto the sale price. Right. right? Yeah. You can get that. The buyer you can would appreciate just having that done. Right. I feel like. Well, and I think a lot of real estate agents um, sell their sellers short a little bit mm-hmm. or sellers sell the agent short a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that it goes both ways because I think that agents um, will come in and if you want your house sold and you want it sold quickly, you want a smooth closing, you want all of those they things. They come in low. Well, no. Um, so a real estate agent will come in and they'll look through everything and they might tell you, hey, there's some, if that you're in an FHA buying point um, and you have peeling paint on that eve, this would, this could be called out. It takes, you know, a short amount of time to peel that paint, repaint over it and move on. Mm-hmm. But what sellers don't realize is if they don't make those fixes, then we get the appraisal and the appraisal's called it's called on the appraisal, mm-hmm. then A, we're delaying closing. B, you have to make the fix anyways. <laughs> and C, then it costs another $200 to have that appraiser go back out and recheck it again. Right. So Makes it's sense. costing yeah. time, it's costing money, it's costing all of that stuff. So I think realtors are a little bit hesitant to walk through a house and to tell, because if you're if you're meeting with three different realtors and all of them came in the same price point, but you're the one real estate agent that is like, I think your house needs to do these fixes just to put it, ahead of the game, you're probably not going to go with that real estate agent because they're telling you to spend money. Well, no, they're, they're telling you to invest that money in order to get a better offer, to get a better deal, to get a smoother process. But I think sellers are short sighted on that. And they're like, well, that costs money that costs $500. And I don't want to do that if I don't have to. The negative cycle then is the realtor after getting turned down once because of that, they stop doing the right thing. They stop doing the right thing. And then you... It's a negative cycle. That's when those boxes don't get fixed. Right. So then, you know, you have a buyer that comes up. They put in an offer. We have the appraiser go out. I just had one delayed because of peeling paint. 
And I'm wow. like, seriously? And, and the, the realtor on my buyer's side brought it up and the seller was like, we're not doing anything until the appraiser calls it. Well, mm. now they're like, can we close? Can we close? No, we can't. You Jeez. have to make the fixes. Have to, yeah. We have to send the appraiser back out there. If you wanted what to close, bummer. it could have closed as soon as the appraisal came in. If your house... Yeah. Met the met conditions, the but they don't. Money. So, and they were told that before the appraiser even went out there. So Thanks. now they're hounding me, and I'm like, dude, your house should have been ready. I don't yep. know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So, over peeling paint. Yeah. Which is yeah. like a super, like, super easy super thing. Super easy, easy thing to fix. So easy. And it could have just been corrected <laughs> from the first place and moved forward. Yeah. So, so if you fix it on your own, you have to get a new appraisal on it. You don't Can't have to get a whole new appraisal, but the appraiser still has to go out there and, and say that the work it. is done gotcha. and done in a workmanship-like manner in order to pass the guideline. For the mortgage. For the, yep, for, for the mortgage. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Dang. So that slows things down. So it slows things down. It costs people more money. It's mm-hmm. frustrating on everybody's end because then it frustrates the seller like, oh, we're a week from closing. Like, mm. why is this being brought up now? No, it was brought up before, yeah. but you decided yeah. not Tough to do holiday. it. Cheerful. And, but nobody <clears throat> gets that. It's just all like, when can we close? When can we close? Well, okay. <laughs> Take a step back, everybody. Because right, yeah. we told works. you from the beginning to make sure there wasn't any peeling paint, that there was handrails, that, you know, this, this, and this, and this. And you, and we got told, well, we're not doing anything unless it's called. Okay, now it's called. And now you can deal with the delay and the extra fee. So do a lot of sellers just bet that it's not, like it's just a bet that they it's just not going to be called? Yeah, they yeah. just think, oh, it's you not know, that bad. It's not going to. Each appraiser, there is a set guidelines, but it's all up to the appraiser's interpretation. So an appraiser might see, see like one little teeny tiny chipping paint like up in a top eave and be like, okay, if there's any more, I'll call it. If there's not... Meh, I'll let it go. Right. So, so it's, it's up to the it discretion. Up, it's up to the discretion of the appraiser. And not every appraiser appraises the same. Not everybody does everything, anything the same way. Yeah. So, I mean, I have identical twins and they are so opposite. It's crazy. <laughs> right. Um, so not two appraisers come in with the, with the same stuff. So, and it's all just hit and miss. I had another appraisal come in today and the um, realtor thought for sure that maybe one of three things might be called. And this is an appraiser who is notorious for calling out everything and anything. And he didn't call he didn't call out anything. And I was just like, Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird. Like what a crapshoot. So you just don't know. It is, yeah. Huh. I'm sure it's anxiety ridden. Like that would cause me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> no. As the appraisal's like walking through, you're like, oh man, this is you're, you're usually the whole not deal. there. No, you're usually not there when the appraiser is there, oh, and man. you shouldn't be there. That'd drive me crazy because you don't want to influence it. You don't want to influence the yeah. appraiser, and you don't want to influence the appraiser. Most of them are pretty much like. You say something and they're gonna check, check, double check. So if you were like, "Hey, I'm hoping for 220," you, know yeah. you probably just sunk your appraisal down to 210. You know what it right. reminds me of is a health inspection. Yeah. Exact same concept. <laughs> oh. Exact same concept. Yeah. There's ones that are pickier than others. They yeah. they all look at things differently. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you don't want to mention anything or they're gonna look deep into it. Right. <laughs> you know. Hey, I just replaced that coil on that uh, yeah. that uh, Exa- ice machine, and they're just like, really? Let me go dig through your ice yeah, machine exactly. now. Let me make sure. Exactly. Let me figure out what else you need to replace in there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, one trip can cost you thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Same thing. 
Always specters. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, it's good. So, folks, yeah, go and buy if you're wondering if it's a good time. Uh, go and buy. Um, you think... If you, uh, if you, you think get started now, you can still be in by, by Christmas, uh, Christmas, right? Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's right. Cool. What about, um, real quick, and then we'll end, per, um, if you had a, cl- uh, a telescope of next year, interest rates, what are they going to do, do you think? Mm. Up, down? It's kind of, I mean, probably a lot weighs on the election, I would think, too. Um, as far as, like... It's not a major election, though. There's not going to be a lot of stuff that happens with uh I mean, it's kind of a major midterm. As as, well, it's yeah. a major midterm, but if it's not like a presidential. Shifts. No, True. right, right. And, um, but... I would say if the economy keeps improving the way that it has over the last year and a half and stuff, they'll keep, the only time that they're not going to continue to raise the interest rates is is if they need to tame inflation. Right. But inflation numbers have been fantastic. So, um, you know, the only thing I really, really worry about, and I read these numbers today, is that the... um, Consumer debt is up to like four point two trillion yeah, dollars. I read that too. That's a lot. That's insane, isn't it? It's That's almost insane. hard to fathom. Does that include mortgages? And nope. Stuff? No. Nope. Wow. So this is Dang. everyday credit cards, basically. Mm-hmm. Wow. Consumer debt. Consumer debt. That's not mortgages. Yikes. That's a scary so thing. That, that is. is that is really scary. So I can't even really picture four point two trillion dollars. Oh, I can't either. I can't it's, either. It's it's amazing so how much people. A lot of that is uh, education that. loans, though. Student oh loans. Oh my gosh. That's probably a big student portion. loans are just big ones. I don't know anyone my age that has gone to school full time. A lot of kids I went to school that are like even it's not even on their mind how much debt they have to pay off. Most of them are still trying to find careers so they yep. can ever have a shot. Paying it off, you know what I mean? Right. I do. I see a lot lot of of student loans. A lot. Most people I know. Yeah, and the student loans will hinder your buying process Mm -hmm. tremendously because we have to count federal loan. We have to count a payment against you, and if you are default at all, you will not get a mortgage. So they or have to be. Or if your spouse is defaulted, probably the same. We're not a, well. It's all going to depend on community property state, whether you're in one or not. We are not a community property state. Washington is a community property state. Okay. So if you're a community property state, yes, you have to account this the spouse's debts also, and you have to analyze the spouse's debts also. We not actually had a deal in Washington get killed because um, the spouse. Uh, in the middle of our process, stop making our child support payments. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. So um, it, it kicked them out of an approval. Interesting. So not in Montana, though? Not in Montana, though. Nope. So it's just viewed as separate. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want the spouse's name on the on the student loan, though. Or on you the, wouldn't uh, want it on the title, no. Yeah. Gotcha. No, and title is actually going to do a search to see if you're default on anything um, and if it's a judgment or anything like that, too. So mm. if you're going to go on title, they will do that search and uh, and they Can't will be on there bring those up. Gotcha. Yep. Well, that's good info. That Tell you what, it's always an is. education download yeah, on the show. Got student lo- loans yeah. out there, you got to get paying. Yeah. Don't let those things no. go. I tell fall. you what, those will just eat you up for so many years. It's, they will. And yeah. you know what the, the biggest misconception is? A lot of these young kids out there, I mean, including kids my age, are just thinking of the student loan forgiveness out yep. there. Like, there there's so something many. Called You're forgiveness right. And oh. it's, yeah. not, it's coming. Like, it's coming. They know it. It's coming. You know? mm-hmm. That's the misconception. When? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I know. But that is like a broad understanding of, well, of a lot of people. That was like uh, a lot of people, 
uh, a long, long time ago, um, especially after um, Obama got elected and all that stuff, they would ask me, I want my Obama loan. And I'm like, well, what's that? What's Eight thousand dollars for first first time buyer. You yeah, know? and they're just it. like, well, it's it's that loan that I don't have to make a payment on. It does not exist. I was gonna say that's <laughs> not considered a loan. No, yeah, <laughs> that's considered a gift. Or they're to, or they'd come in and they'd be yeah. like, I don't want to make my house payment anymore. Can I sign up for the Obama program where I don't have to make my house payment anymore? And I'm like looking at them like. What are you, what talking, are you talking about? about? Nothing no. is free in this life. Come on, yeah. guys. Like that that stuff does it's really, not exist. It's an ideology that's just like hopeful. It yeah. is. Hopeful. Yeah. It is a hopeful yeah. ideology. Well, and a yeah. lot of uh, a lot of these uh, kids that are going to college and everything like that, they they're just like, oh, I don't want to get a job because it'll interfere with my studies. Yeah. Oh, and I know. so I'm going to take out but all the student loan debt and live off of it also. And, and I'm they just do. Like, Yep, they do. Oh, man. That's, and they, they don't understand the repercussions of their current actions. But if you just right. took the carpet, the cushion carpet, just pulled it out from under them, and you put them in survival mode, they'd have to go get a job. But right. most of them aren't in any sort of survival mode. No. They're just in stall mode. Yeah. yeah. I want to be lazy, smoke weed, those are called play the, a game. Those are, those are called the millennials versus yeah. the um, mega millennials. I, the the I know these guys. The, the millennials, <laughs> I actually went to a, a study. They, uh, there are groups that just study human um, buying and purchasing patterns to help you understand how to sell your product better. So, for instance, they said that they, there was these neon fish. And these neon fish were not selling. And so they did a consensus in the area of why people weren't buying these neon fish. And they just, you know, they kind of gave them the, the rundown of the fish and why they wouldn't buy them. And they said, well, because the fish are just painted. So why would I buy them? Mm. <laughs> so, they, so then the company who were selling these fish literally put not painted true neon fish. Wow. And their sales what? skyrocketed <laughs> and all they did was put You're these kidding. little stickers on the outside of the tanks that says not painted true neon fish just because of a misconception and just a misconception That's so unbelievable. so when i went and i was listening to these guys they said that there's two millennials are breaking off into two groups the millennials which are the ones that just sit back and everything's about me the ones we really think of when we think of millennials so, yes of. the ones yeah. we really the think of yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> or there's the megalennials who are going out and taking life by the horns and just killing it. Interesting. So. I, I haven't heard that. True. I haven't heard that. Yep. There's the me's and the megas. The me's and the megas. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like that. It's true. And mm -hmm. I feel like it's the people back in college that either chose to take the the tuition money or they were right. like hustling at night going to school. Well, I that's what I I mean when I went to college, I went me to too. college during the day and I worked you know, I worked oh, my schedule either um, I tried to set my classes up to where they were like the majority were like Tuesday, Thursdays, and then if I needed to pick anything up on Fridays, yeah. so then I could work full times Monday, full time Wednesday, and then whatever my schedule was on Friday, and then I could try to work full time amongst my class schedules, and then I could tell my employer, you know, I've set my schedule up to where it's Tuesday and Thursday, and I can work any other time, and that and I was able to maintain a full time you can, job and you go can to college. Fund your school, like Kyle, had a full time lawn business while he was going did. to school. Yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I sold it to go to school. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. And yeah, I, so I sold but, it out of high but school. That's true, but still. like survivalist. Yeah. Like, that's the only option, so you do it. Mm -hmm. But I still worked through school as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I did school at night mostly. 
and uh, worked full time job through Wait, it. So. You can save a nice chunk of change doing it that way. I, I don't know. see why everyone doesn't do it. Keep your schedule busy. It's so, good. folks, if you listen to this episode, you learned about <laughs> student loans. Millennials. You learned about millennials, <laughs> megalennials. You learned about uh, new bank loaning programs That's at, cool. at uh, Keystone That's Mortgage. Really you learned, you learned about, about the ebb and flow the ebb and of fl- how the seasons affect mortgage buying and selling. That's right. You learned about appraisals. You learned about what the uh, Home house. Inspection. Selling market sounds like mm-hmm. and home inspections here in Billings, folks. That is what I say is a very profitable thirty-five minutes. Very. <laughs> like that's a mega There's download. A lot of right there. Dang, yeah. might be the last po- hot podcast you need to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> get your notes. It's all out. good. That's right. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap it up for the Montana Mortgage Show today. Thank you very much to all of our listeners. We love being here for you. Hopefully, you are learning a lot. And uh, always log on to KeystoneHomeLoans.com if you ever want to apply for a loan. Want to find any of these podcast episodes so much more find them on your favorite podcasting platforms uh we are everywhere you want to be until next week see you guys uh then see you guys then Woo! you've been listening to the montana mortgage show a product of keystone mortgage company nmls number 966553 you can download every episode for free on itunes google play soundcloud and stitcher for all of your property financing questions visit keystonehomeloans.com